1: and welcome to this week's Record Celtic podcast. And as Ange Postecoglou has said himself, it's no ordinary week because it, Hamden on Sunday it's the first domestic cup final of the season with his holder Celtic looking to retain the trophy by beating Rangers. The game speaks for itself, so no need for lengthy intros straight into assessing the game. And for that, we're joined by Record Sport's very own ex-Celtic striker Chris Sutton. Chris, how are you?
2: Yeah, very well, thanks. Interesting week, but very well. Yes. Looking forward to this. Yes, before we go any further,
1: Pundit of the Year nominee. Well done from all of us. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I don't like to talk about myself and uh, and awards have been nominated for, really. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably go on and win it. <laughs> when Celtic won the lead <laughs> in 2011,
1: Chris obviously had Henrik Larsson as his sidekick, sadly, today. Michael
0: Gannon rides shotgun with Chelsea's worst ever mm. striker. Michael, how are you? <laughs> I was going to say, this one. this production, you get the record sport, Celtic legend, Pundit of the Year, and Chelsea's worst ever player. <laughs> that's oh. not really a big here. <laughs> I'd,
2: I'd, I'd, rather be Chelsea, I'd rather be Chelsea's worst ever player than Castle Milk under 12 substitute, Mick, as you would have been <laughs> back in the day. I tell you, she, that's a fair point.
0: So all, it's our first about levels, Chris, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no,
1: Henrik, the magnificent seven has been replaced by the magnificent 17 stone, so Michael, we're delighted that you're here. <laughs>
2: excuse me, excuse me, I've been on the
1: apple story, as you know. <laughs> just, you,
2: just the 17.
1: And the cider. Uh, gentlemen, to the serious business, Chris, Celtic in Splendid form going into this Hamden Cup final, uh, where do you think they're placed? nine wins in a row, 31 goals, flying along.
2: Uh, I don't think they could really. Uh, I mean, you know, I actually had to look up the last defeat. That was, that was back against uh, Real Madrid, um, November the 2nd. And, and since then, you know, winning 17 out of 18, they had the draw at Ibrox, of course. Um, Domestically, you know, since Ange Postecoglou has come in, um, you know, the first season, what they, they lost three out of the first six since then, his record has been exemplary. The team seems to be going from strength to strength. They're a team high on confidence. Uh, when the, uh, w- when he brings players off the bench, they're making an impact, but it's against, uh, on Sunday, it's against an improving Rangers team. And I think, you know, Ange Postacoglu and the players are aware of that. Uh, but it's all about um, what Celtic do and how they play. And if Celtic perform at the level which we know they can do, then um, then there's going to be a really interesting game.
1: It's actually a really impressive record, Chris, when you when you think back to November since Celtic last lost a game. You've done a week at the Comedy Club and six pantomimes since then. <laughs>
2: which, which is pretty good. <laughs> is, is, is this gonna be continuous through the pod this, these yeah. little these little digs? I mean you're you're morphing into Michael Beale swanny, <laughs> aren't you? Come on. How you? low can you go? It's clearly under your skin,
0: Chris, I think. Is that, is that the phrase that's gonna throw around here or is it <laughs> oh <dear. laughs>
2: Well, you know, I I've sort of commented on this a few times, but at least I had a career, um, you know, a, play, a playing career. That's all I'm going to say to that, really. I don't know who, I actually don't know who he actually played for or whether he did or he didn't. But, so, you know, in fairness to Michael Bill, since he's gone to Rangers as a coach, uh, you know, he's he's had a good reputation. But, you know, I, I think that most people would, um, would view uh, his job and where he's concerned that, you know, he needs to win trophies at Rangers. It's interesting the banner, the Union Bears had two trophies in 11 years uphold the standards that matter so essentially um the uh the question which which was asked on the monday night club um and uh, michael bill refused well, not refused to answer didn't answer he still hasn't answered that but um the union bears clearly did answer and that, i think that was a little dig at michael bill wasn't it essentially no yes I think it was,
0: but I think actually the response from majority Rangers fans has been a bit, a bit of a dismay at that banner. I don't think that was a kind of um, a, a, a gesture that we spoke on behalf of the whole support. I think a lot of Rangers fans were embarrassed by that banner, and rightly so. Um, so I don't think they speak for the majority of that one. I mean, I don't know for sure. Well, they,
2: well they, they, you know, they they, they spoke um, for themselves. I think it was a you know uh, yeah. you know an interesting banner, and you know, and just just the whole point. And I listened to uh, I listened to you know Ange Postecoglou's press conference uh, yesterday uh, at Hamden, and, and you know. With, I think Michael Beal can learn a lot from Ange Postacoglu in the way that he conducts himself. And, you know, basically Postecoglou saying, L- actions speak louder than words. You know, it's all about, um, you know, the process and, and what he's putting in as a coach. And, you know, Michael Beal, in terms of managerial... Um, um, uh, or in, ter- in terms of being a manager, you know, he's only been in the d- in the door five minutes uh, and it's different from being a coach and the thing about Glasgow, which he would well know, is it's a goldfish bowl and, and, and fans hang on every word and it's okay when things are going well and you're winning trophies. If you're not winning trophies and you're not backing things up, your words can become a problem. So, you know, Michael Beale has to prove himself That and that's, you know, that's it. But in terms of Honestly, I respect him as a coach and, and, uh, you know, he has a good reputation uh, within the game, did a good job at Aston Villa with Steven Gerrard, went to QPR. Now the way he left QPR, we've we've spoken about, don't need to, you know, go back into that. I don't think he covered himself in glory. I don't think he covered himself in glory going up to the game when Gio Van Bronckhurst was manager. But I do respect uh, the job which he has done and he's, he's clearly talented, but... It's one thing being talented, uh, but but he has to take this Rangers team to the next level and win trophies.
1: Michael, if I jump the running order slightly, Chris has segued beautifully into the fact that the first test that Bill had against Ange Postacoglu went relatively well on January 2. Would that be a fair comment? What do you think Celtic learned, if anything, from that day that they could take him to Sunday?
0: I think um, perhaps a hint of complacency is dangerous. I think Celtic, the way they started that game, they were so dominant and then they, they lost a bit of momentum. I think they lost, um, it was a Greg Taylor went off injured and in they put yeah. on Jirvanovic to left back who never got comfortable and they lost momentum in that game and they never really got it back. I think they may be slightly underestimated Rangers that day and couldn't get that momentum back that they, they thought they had at the start. Um, so that's a wee lesson that I think they're playing a good side. I was not i in Glasgow, I've got a real habit in Glasgow of being, if one team's doing really well, the other team has to be having a nightmare. Mm. And I don't think that's the case right now. I think they're both playing very well. I mean, Celtic's run a fixtures since the kind of new year, since the Rangers game, actually. I've been pretty kind. I mean, on team's left, right and
2: centre. That's a bit disrespectful, Mick, that, isn't it? it-
0: no, it is, just but they have had a, quite a gentle run. I think it was seven home games in that period. Um, the put I mean, Kelly, St. Murren,
2: Morton, Livingston, St. Murren at home well, games. some St. and St. Mirren, Mirren Beat still together under the season, Mick. Are you it, riding it, St. They, Mirren it, off? It,
0: they did, but they've been to Tencastle, they've been to Petology, they've been
2: to Livingston, as I we mentioned. Well, Aberdeen, Aberdeen have just changed manager, Mick.
0: Yeah, well, I they haven't changed
2: manager, but you know, just, they've, they've, they've sacked the manager.
0: No, what I'm what I'm saying is they both have been on very good runs, and I don't think we can just say that one team are are, are absolutely flying, other team are hopeless. I think they're both good sides that are hitting the This game in in big form, and Celtic cannot afford to take this one lightly. I think Rangers are a, a live challenge for them, and they have to be at their best. to beat them, I think.
2: Who, who said Celtic were going to take this one lightly? Well, I mean, the, 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 it was it's it was never going to be the case, even if you know. Even if Rangers were in in dreadful form, Celtic would no, never what, play Rangers no, and 20,
0: take it lightly. It's funny you asked me what they've learned from the last game. The last game, Celtic after 20 minutes, the fans were doing all these and all that stuff. They're passing the ball about. And it was almost as if they were so dominant it was a stroll, and the momentum shifted and they never got it back. So what I'm saying is that they can't, they can't go to actually That's where it's going to be again because they know that that the rest
2: of that 70 minutes showed that it's going to be a tough game. That's all mm. I'm saying. There, there was the Joe Hart moment in that game, which, yeah. which changed the momentum, which I think you're, you know, you're right to talk about. And I actually, you know, I agree with you, Mick, in terms of, I think there was a complacency about Celtic. I've got to say the the game at the weekend, um, Joe Hart's slightly worried me, you know, once again, so I hope he is on it um, at, the, at the weekend, you know, as a. Is a big game player uh, and he's been brilliant for Celtic, but he needs to you know, make sure he's really switched on. But I think it's a really close one to call. I do. I think, um, you know, Celtic at this moment in time, they are really fluid. They're playing well. I've spoken about players coming off the bench. Um, I think O has come in and, and fitted in pretty well. I've got to say it was, I was slightly concerned with the Kyogo injury and I know we Sort of wrote the column uh, about Jackamachus, but, you know he's gone now, but O' come in and 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 looks ok. Um, but in terms of the way the team are playing, I think that the, you know, it's the, the the team are playing exceptionally well. Hatate is looking very, very good. there are there are options. I suppose there's this doubt over Aaron Moy, uh, all things um which I'm reading at the moment and 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 hearing from Celtic is that, I mean, Ange Postacoglu doesn't give much away, does he? Uh, it seems like Aaron Moy will be fit. Uh, but even if he's not, I think O'Reilly came in at the weekend and uh, and had a played like he had a point to prove and uh, played pretty well. So, uh, you know, he does have uh, a lot of options, Ange Postacoglu, but I think we sort of know what his starting lineup is likely to be.
1: Well, Michael, on that, can I just set you up for that one as well? It's Just like being back with Larson for something, i sorry,
0: they're working with a pro here, remember? Incredible,
1: incredible for someone. Incredible. So bad. I'm not sure are working Come with a pro. Bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> does, it, does the Celtic team pick itself, Michael? Is there any positions up for debate in your eyes?
0: Hey, I think no, I think Chris is right. I think it's it's pretty much the, the O'Reilly yeah. against Moy uh, is the only one. I don't think it matters either way. I think both are quality players. I think I think O'Reilly, mm. in the big picture Hamden is a good option as well. So I don't think it's something that we're keeping the the minds up on. Does Moy not Moy not like playing on big pictures? No, I just think I just think O'Reilly's it's, it's made from that kind of that kind of environment. I think he's, he's he's a top player. I think he's maybe slightly dipped after the new year, having played kind of a deeper role for a while. But I don't think he's um, I don't think he's off form in any, any such imagination. Uh, he's good last week, great off the bench the week before. Uh, I think it's a good option. I think Moy has been terrific. I think if he does fit, I suspect he might get the nod. Um but I don't think Postecoglou Cogley should, should be worried about it or have a sleepless night about it.
2: Is, is um, Hamden bigger than Celtic Park
0: then? What are the dimensions, Mick? I think Just, it's Riley really not like playing big. at Celtic. I think <laughs> it's a big pitch as well. I think it's maybe maybe a yard or two either way, slightly bigger. Hamden is big. Um having having played to play it, Chris, it's <laughs> it's not great for for some of us. But um it's I just think aye, it's a good option. I think it's a good option. If, if, if Moy's not quite at it, uh, I think it's a good option to have as well. But if he's fit, I think Moy might get a nod. But you look at the rest of the pitch, I think Meda up against um, James Tavernier looks like kind of another mm-hmm. battle, doesn't it? Um on the other side. Um, obviously, Abada there that's been uh, coming in pretty well last week come off the bench. I think Axabanovich looked good when he came off the bench as well last week. Uh, but I guess he'll be, he'll be back there again. Um, and you think I'll go up front so I think it does pick itself pretty much doesn't it apart from that one can I hear you? Yeah,
1: does, that, I like that. does that bench Chris if I could just break in there does that bench that and the names that Michael has just mentioned there when Celtic lost the Scottish Cup semi-final to Rangers last April Rangers did appear to finish the game pretty strongly in comparison to Celtic Celtic <laughs> Although they took the lead and then hit the bar to go 2 an in front, which Cameron Carter-Vickers didn't take the chance. Rangers seem to finish that game relatively strongly. But you look at the options that Celtic have from the bench, is it fair to suggest that the game could be won from that area if it's a tight game? Because Celtic have so many weapons they can bring on. Leila Badan hack as Michael said, were sensational off the bench last Saturday against Aberdeen.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's been the case um, since coming back after the World Cup that, you know, the right. bench has really proved it's worth competition for, uh, for places within the team and players coming on with a point to prove uh, a bard has always been a, a brilliant goal scorer and an option. Or, you know, a very good option. You know, he'll be disappointed. He isn't getting enough game time. I can, you know, I can guarantee that. Haksabanovic still doesn't look uh, up, to, up, up to full speed. Um, but, you know, was was very good in terms of creating the goal for uh, a barter at the weekend. But he's talented. And always has looked, I, I, I like the look of him. Um, whether he will be uh, a, a real poacher in the Jack role. I don't know but he's young. I mean it's some of his link-up play is good. I mean he, he you know got off the mark against St Mirren and Ange Postecoglou trusts him. So I think Celtic are in good shape but having said that, you know we've we've spoken about Rangers being in good shape. I suppose you know looking across the city what would be important from Rangers point of view I think Lundstrom um was a big player in that semi-final um and if he's not fit, uh, you know maybe they'll lose that that bit of robustness in the middle of the park. But you know they've got they've got players who can hurt Celtic. I think Sakala's a really interesting one for them because at times he he's one of those players who doesn't seem to uh, sort of. Doesn't seem to sort of know what's happening himself in, in certain uh, parts of the game, but then he'll produce a, a, a moment of of magic, a moment of brilliance. He, you know, he's an unpredictable player, but he has caused Celtic problems in the past. And I suspect the way Celtic play, and we know they like to blow the inverted fullbacks and, and, and get overloads all over the pitch. There will be space to attack Celtic down the channels. And that's where I think that, you know, the likes of uh, of, of, of Sakala can you know, maybe hurt Celtic.
1: There will be a lot of space, Chris, and to go back to your previous question. I'm not sure whether Hamden is bigger than Celtic Park, but I do know it's not as big as your back garden. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well I've just just planted a, a big hedge in the back garden, that's, 1200 that's... 1200 trees in the back garden. That's a guess hedge. You, ground, bigger like than Carson's farm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not in his bracket. might be able to go down there and play nine holes
1: Michael (laughs) there seems to be a school of thought um, that whatever happens on Sunday will have no bearing on what follows in the Premiership is that that something you guys agree with or does it bounce on into the Premiership regarding how it
0: goes on Sunday or is Sunday just a one-off standalone? Michael no I think it does have a bearing I think it does with um, a couple of a couple of um still to come. Uh, listen, the league is is it's not quite done yet, but it's pretty much done. But uh, a Rangers a Rangers victory does give them a bit of momentum and there's two games to go and it could make things a bit interesting. I don't see where to slip like, up elsewhere to get to create an of opportunity for Rangers, to be honest with you. But it, it does breathe life into that um aspect
2: as well. So yeah, I think it does have an impact on it, yeah. I d I don't I totally disagree. I don't think it has a bearing on uh on the rest of the season because if if rangers win i actually think for michael beale it's it's not a a must win but uh, i mean look 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 at it this way this is the way i, I see it if if um if ange Postacoglu and, and celtic don't win the game there will be that there'll still be that celtic fans will be disappointed of course they will but there will still be that element of trust and total faith in posta cold If Rangers, uh, lose the game, will there be the same faith in Michael Beale? You know, who's come in, it's had plenty to say, but hasn't backed up with the trophy. So that's, that's, that's his issue. But in terms of the, the actual game, it's, it's a one-off game, isn't it? And you could argue, um, that if, um, if, if Rangers win the game, of course, Celtic lose the game, that Celtic then will, I mean, they're not going to try any harder, but they will really have to focus and, and you know, use that as a as a tool to kick them on and, and get over the line. Is and a fair, I, I still Rangers think there's a time. Right. Rangers fans would lose uh,
1: faith in Michael be, Bale after three be, months?
2: Well, there'd, there'd be a little bit of doubt because Celtic are the, you know, Celtic are the acid test, aren't they? And that's, you know, that's just the way it is. We all know the the, enviro- the Glasgow environment. That's, you know, that's what happens. What, what, what was important then for, for Ange Postacoglu last season? What was the most important thing? This is such an important trophy, getting that first trophy under your belt. So the point I'm making is um, Michael Beale has only been in a short space of time. It is not fair to judge him on a one-off final. It is not. And his record, his record has been excellent. But you can't tell me there are three trophies up for grabs this season, uh, you know, the the league, the, the Scottish cup and, you know, the league cup. You can't tell me that if Rangers lose that game, then the pressure will intensify. This isn't, this isn't Michael Beale's team as he wants it. And he, you know, he, he will no doubt make changes over the summer. But it just adds adds a a little bit more pressure and, you know, a little bit more doubt. With regards to
1: Ange Bostecoglu and Celtic. Ange Bostecoglu did say last year the victory in the League Cup Final, the play Cup Final, whatever you want to call it, did make a big difference in terms of it just adds a layer to the players believing what you're telling them. That the methods that you put forward are the right way to go. It was just another layer onto that when they have some silverware to show for it, so... Is that kind of the point you're
2: making? Um, yeah, it is the point I'm making. But the point I'm making is, is you know, Ange postecoglou has been in for 18, 19, 20 months, whatever it is. And, you know, he's, since he's been in, Celtic have won a League Cup, they've won a title, they're ahead in the league this season. But the most important thing is, I think the Celtic fans have total faith in Ange Postecoglou. Rangers fans over a short period, very short period, would have faith in the terms of what Michael Beale has achieved so far, but if they don't get over the line in this uh, cup competition and and win the Viplay Cup, then there will be Rangers fans who they are not going. You, you judge Michael Beale over the over you know a season, a season and a half, two seasons, but they will you know uh, until he actually wins a trophy, then there'll always be those doubts. You, you know he's he's come in. He uh, had a short spell at QPR that started brilliantly. At the end, that you know the the wheels came off a little bit. Um, he started brilliantly at Rangers, but there'll always be those doubts because he is a, uh, a a rookie manager in terms of managing a club the size of Rangers. That doesn't mean that he can't achieve great things because he's clearly a talented coach. But, you know, you have to prove yourself. And in many respects, it's a it's a must win for Michael Beale.
1: Michael Ange Postecoglou doesn't have to prove himself anywhere of what he's done in his career so far. He certainly doesn't have to prove himself at Celtic. Would you think, were Celtic to get the trophy on the board on Sunday, it would be part one of a potential or of a treble? Do you think they would win a treble this year? Do you think that's
0: going to happen? I think they'd be overwhelming favourites to do so. I think they are just now eh, favourites to do so, Um, purely because they're, they're now just a settled, strong team. And squad, as we touched on earlier on, Celtic aren't just a team anymore, they're a, they're a squad. And and I, I think they're going to take some stopping. I think they're going to take some stopping. Um this this challenge could be the, the biggest one. Um it's also a one in terms of a Rangers point of view, this is a Rangers team that hasn't changed a lot over the last three or four years. I mean, looking back to the, the 2019 team. I think there's only what is it, a, a, a Rebo and Hollander are missing or something like that. It could be, it could be a pretty much a similar team. This is their last. This is this, this Rangers team's last chance really. This next few months of of kind of stamping their legacy over this period because there will be changes in the summer. Bill will put his own stamp on it at, at, um, at the end of the season. So does that make them more dangerous or does that make them? I don't know. It's a difficult one, but I think in terms of Celtic, are legacy chasing now, uh, I think Postcolo's has talked down this treble talk, but I think he'll want to be one of the few managers at Celtic to win a treble, um, and this is a great chance for them. But they can't it's, look too far ahead. I mean, Castle will tell you that as well. They can't look that far down the line. We've got a difficult Scottish Cup tie at Tynecastle as well. Um, but but it's way.
2: but but Mick, it's, it's you know... Uh, Swanee asked you the question about the league. And, you, you know, you say the league's already done, essentially. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah you think, but stuff like that, I, I really don't like. Because in some ways, it's, yeah, I think people have to realise how difficult it is to, to win games of football and to go on runs and to play the way that the uh, Postacoglu's team are playing. I think people take Celtic for granted. At times, as Rory Smith on the Monday Night Club once said about Manchester City, they're boring. Uh, because uh, he, he was meaning that in an affectionate way, in yeah. that the way they play, they are they are so good and so slick, and and, and they score goals in a uh, a particular manner. It becomes it becomes it becomes boring. Celtic fans should be anything but bored about that. And and I'm not saying that they are, of course. That's you know that was that was Rory Smith's terminology. But in the way that they play, this is. This is an unbelievable period for Celtic, and you know, always say on this podcast and my columns. Just think back to uh, pre postacoglu that whole mess to the football Celtic are playing now to the strength of the squad. Celtic could go on and, and and lose the game on Sunday because Rangers have talented players. That's just the way it is. Ryan Kent is a talented player. His numbers aren't anywhere near what they should be, but he he has those moments where he is so capable within games and Celtic are going to have to be watchful of him. You know, will Morelos turn up who Michael Beal has got a, uh, a turnout of um, which for whatever reason, Van Bronckhurst uh, didn't do, but you know, in, in terms of the league title race, it is not over by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Celtics run has been phenomenal in the league and, and their levels of consistency have been phenomenal, but there are always little blips. Throughout the season, I suppose Rangers' challenge is—I mean, they have to beat Celtic twice in the league, but also they have to win all the other games, essentially. And I don't think that'll be that easy for them as well. Um, you know, we, we talked about some tough fixtures they have come through, but uh, you know, there's still a long way to go in the title race, and that's that's what uh, Ange Postecoglou—you know—he always talks about game to game. The, the players will not be thinking we're going to win a treble this season; they'll just be concentrating on the jobs in hand, looking ahead to the game on, on, on Sunday against Rangers and thinking about that particular game. And then if they win the game, that's one out of the way there, there, there will not be that thought process in the Celtic camp that they have won anything yet. There'll be anything but that. So I think it's dangerous. And of course, supporters can think what they like and, and we in the media can think what we like, but I think that's dangerous to think that way if you're a player.
0: Chris, I think that's an interesting thing about how this is is built up. When you're part of a, of a Celtic team that went long on unbeaten runs at times, uh, what does that what does that take to do that? And do you see similarities with this current squad?
2: Um, I think it's I think it's mentality, and I think it's a process, and that's that's all Ange Postecoglou talks about in in press conferences, and. In some ways, it's a nightmare for you guys trying to get stuff out of him. But he is so focused on what, on on the way that he coaches, uh, and the way that he prepares the team, and it's worked for him over what, 25, 26 years of coaching. And and that's that. It's on to the next one. You can't you cannot look too far ahead. So, not only uh, are Celtic really good to watch, and the brand of football. I, I really enjoyed watching them play. Absolutely love watching Ange, Post- Ange Postacoglu's team play. But they also have to have that resilience and that strength of character and that strong mentality uh, to play. And that's where I think that, uh, well, that's why they have been so successful. But of course, on Sunday, they're up against a team who ha- have shown that they are capable in the uh, in the small period Michael Beale has been in.
1: Chris, when Martin O'Neill moved to sign you, and save those tortured souls of West London from I don't know <laughs> what <you> play. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. I think I've got my numbers correct. I think it was four titles you won, three Scottish Cups, but just the one League Cup,
2: just mm. one of
1: them. You, yeah. Tell us about that day.
2: Tell us, tell us, Well, I actually got sent off, didn't I, in the final? Really, did you? And I, I think you, you possibly knew that. Um, <laughs> Just for I'm, I'm pretty sure you did, but I still got my um, my medal at the end. Uh, Hugh Dallas sent me off straight red. I mean, no surprise there. I, I, uh, I've got to say, uh, I never liked Hugh Dallas. Uh, I thought he was an ignorant referee. I really did. Uh, Remember, remember I actually got injured at Aberdeen, uh, had a bad knee injury. I I think I was out for a long time. I I told Hugh uh, in the game that I'd, uh, you know, I felt my knee go and I said, you know, can you stop the game? And he just told me to, uh, to get on with it or words to that effect. I thought that was really, really poor of him um, Maybe because he was he, joke. Uh, no, it was uh, no but no well no I, well, you know, I absolutely wasn't I thought that was you know really very very poor from him in that situation because I was badly injured you know I asked him to stop the game he, he didn't do but that sort of summed him up um, you know he's a referee who would have eaten himself the, the sending off in the cup final was ridiculous I just got my body in and just was, I think it was Gary Holt actually <laughs> who sort of who went flying, uh, and uh, and they got a straight red, but maybe no surprise there. But guess what? Guess who bailed us out? I
1: was going to say that was just you standing aside to give Henrik the glory, wasn't
2: oh, it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he got a hat trick, didn't he? I mean, that was most weeks, wasn't it? Um, you know, <laughs> Henrik bailing us out. But uh, now we looked, looked this morning. Yes. I, I remember that that red card. I'm
0: thinking. I remember the the, the talk at the time was as a harsh red card. But I watched it again this morning. And I'm thinking maybe it's because of the modern standards. But it's about about three red cards in these days. That's <laughs> ridiculous.
2: But if, if you watch, did you you seen, Did you watch it today, Mick? Did you? I saw it. What's
0: I saw it, the, the, small, this morning. to remind myself. Um, so what did
2: what did I do? I got my body across, uh, trying trying, uh, to, trying uh, to get no, across dude, the ball. That's the machine, exactly what it was. I can't the the help being that of, strong um, Mick. There, were
0: there was shades of Canton Kung Fu kick in there. I thought he was <laughs> two feet off the ground. Why kick across Gary, poor Gary Holt? Landed, landed Mick, in the Mick,
2: Mick, you're a respected journalist. Well, I mean, well, you were a respected <laughs> journalist up until that point. Were you watching the same game? <laughs> uh, Michael, cool, like, the guy's I'm, a beast. He's just put
1: 120 trees up and one quarter of these gun. <laughs> incredible.
0: I think at, the time, at that time, I think in two thousand and one, it wasn't a red card, but in, in 2023,
2: it would be a red card? that not be strong. ridiculous. Um, I remember saying to Gary Hull after I knocked him fifty feet in the air. I remember saying, <laughs> walking over to him, it took me it took me about half a minute to get to him. Gary, <laughs> get get yourself down the gym, get yourself on the weights, Gary.
0: <laughs> Gary Holt was in the army as well, wasn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a, I think so. Yeah. I they maybe would have released him after that. But that was a that was a terrible decision. But that well, was Hugh you know, Dallas all over. as all you know as always all about him, about you.
0: Do you think do you think VAR would have overturned that red card kiss? And also the, the I think it was the two seasons later the the, the Rangers cup final, league cup final with a John Hartson goal?
2: Do
0: you think VAR would have got you another medal in that one?
2: Well, <laughs> do I think do I think V A R in Scotland would have overturned uh, the the John Hartson goal. Mm.
1: Mm. Well let's hope VAR and referees mm. don't have the decisive say on Sunday. Guys, fine, let's finish it off our a prediction. Michael, how do you see it going?
0: I think it could be a cracker. Um, I know we always say that, but um there's very few kind of goals draws these two. I think it's gonna be goals. I think it could go all the way. I think extra time is a distinct possibility, but I think Celtics bench and firepower. Well, we'll see them through and it'll be 3-2 after 120 minutes. Okay.
2: Good price for that. Chris? Uh, I I think it'll be very close as well. Um, really looking forward to the game. I think Celtic will win the game 2-1 in normal time.
1: Well, thank you very much for your predictions, do gentlemen. You, do, you not, do you not predict as well,
2: Swanee? Right, Rowan, Swanee come on. Your neck, no, in here.
1: I think Celtic will win the game 3-1. Oof. there you go and excellent attacking talent and I think they'll turn up on Sunday and be too strong for Rangers is my view now thanks for joining us lads I'm off to watch that Gary Holt red card uh, <laughs> see if we can launch <laughs> some sort of, <laughs> oh, past what he <laughs> <hold> of it. <laughs> I'm
0: waiting <laughs> to watch well, it on the match and see if we can launch some sort of late appeal on sort of his behalf it's funny it's post what said to put it off 9pm honestly it's a shocker the,
2: the... the the standard of refereeing hasn't improved much in those (laughs) days let me tell you
1: gentlemen thank you very much for your time and thank you everyone for listening good luck